We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Silvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Bye, fans. For fans, go magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is July 28th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? How's it going, man? We uh, I'm I'm excited because we've got our our special guest, the much probably Jonathan, our most requested guest, more than players, coaches, personalities. This is our most requested, Jason Schnacks. Oh no! no. <laughs> What's going on, Jason Schnacks? What's going on, producer Kevin? The alias oh, has been no. exposed. <laughs> Kevin, we're keeping this in the show. We are rolling with this. Kevin, please tell the listeners about Jason Schnacks. They no, need to I know. Can't. They need to know every detail of what has been Jonathan's going been on recently with this you. All day. Did I've been I've been thinking about this for literally hours. Literally Yo, I hours. I cannot believe you did that in the show, <laughs> yeah. dude. Oh my god. Kevin, gosh. you have to listen. Okay, I will explain what's going that on. This is the funniest thing. So the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> have been looking for a new PA announcer, and Kevin Tucker has done like a lot of voiceover stuff. He has a very good voice. You can hear him oh, laughing man. in the background. Oh god. He just wanted to go into Ooh. the Minnesota Timberwolves PA announcer like tryouts to see how far he could get. Man. And he put together this alter ego, if you will, and he Ooh. named it Jason Schnacks. Okay? He found an empty apartment unit in Minneapolis to make it seem like he lived in Minnesota. Okay? Oh, Unfortunately, he did not make it to the second round. No, and it's probably because they realized that Jason Schnacks was, was a, a fake was name. A sham. Man, wow. I genuinely cannot believe that's how we're opening this show, but that is really funny. Uh, no one's going to think it's that funny, but for me, that is hilarious. Yeah, I worked really hard on that. Uh, I did apply for that uh, PA uh, announcer job, but obviously as a joke. I'm not moving to Minnesota. I would never do that. Um, that's That would just be miserable. But anyway, 
all that to say, great to be back on the show. I've never <laughs> cried on on a podcast before, so now you got me in tears. That was so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, Jason Schnacks is dead uh, as of a couple of days ago when I got the rejection letter from the Timberwolves. But Kevin Tucker is glad to be here. Producer Kevin, glad to be in the house today. Kevin Tucker, yeah. I think uh, Kevin and I were talking about it last night or a couple of nights ago, whenever it was. We were talking when he found out that he wasn't you know, brought to the second round. I was like... That's what you get for using a name that's like basically true, McLovin, that's right. you know, like it's true. Why yeah. would, out of all the names you could pick, why would you pick McLovin? Why would you pick Jason Schnacks? Yeah, well, I didn't want him to look me up and then go, oh, this guy lives 18 hours away. We're never going right. to pick him, but you know, that's all right. right. Backfired, I guess. All right. Before we get into uh, magic news here, because we do have some magic news, going to go ahead and shout out our patrons. So if you're new to the show or just you haven't listened in a while, uh, we do have a Patreon channel now. Patreon.com slash the sixth man show, where you can join one of our three tiers uh, to become a member of our Patreon channel. Again, three separate tiers, different benefits on each tier. Um, our All Star and Hall of Fame tier also gives you access to our Discord channel, uh, which, even given the time of the year that it is right now, is still pretty lively. So, if you guys want to be in the Discord channel, uh, you can join one of our Patreon uh, tiers here. And then we also shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode, and that's what we'll go ahead and do now. So shout out the Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti93. Thank you guys so much for your support. And really quickly, uh, we have filled the social video producer position that we were, you know, spent the last few weeks kind of interviewing and going through that process. We we're bringing on our guy, Emmanuel Manny Barbas. Uh, kid lives in Australia, which is pretty crazy, all across the world. And he's already going to work. If you've been following us on our social accounts, Instagram, the Reels, YouTube, the Shorts, we posted it to Twitter and Facebook. Super talented kid. He's doing a great job already. We're really excited to have him, right, guys? Absolutely. He's awesome. Maybe he'll clip the Jason Schnack segment and put it on Instagram tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we have something more interesting in this podcast at some point or another that he'll be able to clip. At this point, seven minutes in, it's either that or it's me testing my microphone, saying the Gettysburg Address, and then you impersonating Carl Weezer. So he's got a lot to choose from already. Only... Dude, okay, so I have to, Anyways. because you did the Carl Weezer, real quick. It is the off-season. It is the off-season. Because you did the Carl Weezer, there's, a, like, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare trailer. Um, Carl Weezer, basically someone did a whole voiceover as the as that whole narration, and oh. it is hysterical. I'm going to have to check I'll have that. to send it to you. Um, but it's it's incredible, and it made me laugh for days, so that's what it reminded me of. Anything Carl Weezer makes me laugh, let's be honest. I'm sure our listeners get a yeah. kick out of Carl Weezer. Um. Yeah. That that that's really it that I wanted to add. Besides, yes, Manny uh has been awesome. He's been great, even despite time zone differences. We're starting to kind of get used to that somewhat, but we'll uh we'll see. But it, he's he's been crushing it. He, he kind of you know had his had has the experience for sure. And he, I mean, he's an animal. Yeah. Yeah. The the time difference in my like struggles with math. It's like really hard to like. It's I just have to remember whatever it is. Just add two hours, and it's the opposite. If you're on AM, he's on PM. If you're on PM, he's on AM. I'm trying to remember that. There you but go. That, and uh, I wanted to shout out um, our boy Nick. Uh, I don't know his last name, 
but our event coordinator Ben was at pickup basketball like a like a week or so ago, and some kid recognized him from the draft lottery party. He was like, "Hey, like you work with the guys at the Six Man Show?" Said he was like a big fan of the show. Goes over, gets a cell phone. He has our sticker, which you can you can see right here. You can see our sticker on my laptop there. He has if you're on YouTube. Our if you're on YouTube, yeah. If you're listening, obviously you can't see it. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but he had our sticker on the back of his cell phone case. That's a real one. So whoever you are, 100%. Nick, if that's your real name, shout out Nick. We really uh, really appreciate the shout support, out Nick. man. I'm naming my I'm naming my kid Nick. My next born. Here doing October. Nick Schnacks. His name's gonna be Nick now. Nick Schnacks, Sylvia. Nick <laughs> Schnacks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into some actual <laughs> Orlando Magic news. Now that we're like nine minutes into this, I'm sure we're gonna get some complaints, but you know that's okay. Admiral Schofield. Uh, we didn't bring this up on the last podcast, but uh, the Magic had extended the qualifying offer to Admiral Schofield for his two-way contract. He has signed a two-way contract with the Orlando Magic, so he is back for another year. Um, and then Kavon Harris, uh, who played four years at what was the college? Now I uh, Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. F. Austin. I knew there was a Stephen. I know there was an S and F and an Austin in there. I was going to say SF Austin, but that didn't sound correct. Stephen F. Austin. Mm. That sounds much better. Uh, but he's played for the uh, the 905, the Raptors G League affiliate team. Uh, last year, he averaged 14 points per game, 47% from the floor, 40% from the three-point line. So the dude is a shooter. Is also played in the Croatian Basketball League as well. Uh, he played the summer league for the Minnesota Timberwolves, averaged close to 16 points per game in the summer league, and now he has signed a two-way contract with the Orlando Magic. And there is an Exhibit 10 contract that we have signed as well. Kevin, you have that in front of you? Uh, Drake Jeffries is the guy's name out of Wyoming. I actually don't have it in front of me. I do remember that name, though. Uh, graduated from Wyoming. And so, yeah, he's on the Exhibit 10 deal, which puts us up to, including the Exhibit 10, 19 guys right now i believe yeah. is the number so uh there's gonna be some uh some cutting down of the roster eventually i know we'll talk about that but yeah pretty pretty busy uh signings this week i guess kind of surprisingly at this stage of the summer well and potentially the biggest news for the orlando magic of the offseason um ignis Brezdakis has signed with a professional lithuanian team so he will not be coming back to the orlando magic <laughs> kevin is really devastated about this kevin broken you can have a moment here if you'd like Nope, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, so Ignis Brezdakis <laughs> will not be returning for the Orlando Magic. I know there are people uh, that will celebrate that, whatever, you know, how you feel. Sure, he's a very nice guy, but, you know, we all felt that he's not really an NBA player, and he now he's literally not an NBA player, so, you know, wish him the best in Lithuania. I will also say he is going home. Like, this is not just, it's it's going to a Lithuanian team, but it's also his, like, hometown, apparently. So, good for him. Gets to go play, you know, back, back home. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I'll close that chapter of Orlando Magic basketball, and that's got to be pretty exciting for them. You know the the Lithu- I think he's. I think we looked at the Lithuanian team when we talked about EuroBasket. He's really the only guy on that roster that I recognize. So that's probably got to be pretty exciting for them in Lithuania. A guy coming back from the NBA to play for like his hometown team. So that's got to be really cool. Like remember when Mario Hazonia signed in Greece? I know he's from Croatia. But when he was you know, playing in Greece, there was like thousands of people there waiting for him you know, at the airport when he got there. So I'm sure he's going to be like the biggest thing in, in Lithuania now. So that's kind of cool. Well, there's as we've seen from our fellow Wagner brothers and really Mo Wagner, 
it's a different feel when you get to you know play for and represent where you're from. Mo Wagner played his butt off, you know, and as you know, Jonathan and I had talked about uh, a couple episodes ago now, but he uh, it's just different. It's, it's different when you're able to do that. So, and we know Brad's day because he's he's gonna shoot that thing and he's gonna he, he's gonna do whatever it takes to try to win. He did that down the stretch in Orlando wearing that uniform last year. So, won't be surprised if Ignis gives them some some high point totals. I don't know what the percentages are going to look like, but he's going to give them some high point totals. Well, we'll also see him, you know, in Eurobasket coming up in um, you know, just a little over a month here. I think that starts September 1st, yeah, so early September, yeah. Looking looking forward to that and you know, our guys are like in the the group of death. I think they're in the same group as Lithuania if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see a little uh, you know, Wagner Bros versus Ignis Brzdekis. We'll kind of see, you know, how that goes. Kevin, I wanted to ask you because, you know, you never want to come on the show. So, first of all, like, we're just super excited that True. you wanted to come on the show tonight to hang out with us. Yeah. Now that we're past the draft, leading up to the draft, Kevin was, like, super noncommittal about who he wanted. At this point, can you admit to us who you, like, really wanted going into draft night? Let okay. To, know. to be clear, I, I was noncommittal in that. I wasn't, like, gung-ho about someone. But my three, my top three in order... I was I was team Chet like number one okay. like just by a hair, I was team Chet, Paolo Jabari. That was my three. So, um, but obviously now I'm like totally cool with Paolo. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, <laughs> but I was but I genuinely when I got on the show before the draft and genuinely said like, I just trust front. I genuinely trusted them. Like I right. yes I was team Chet, but I, as soon as Paolo was picked, I was like that's our guy. Let's go. And so, so far it seems like great. Uh, a great pick, obviously, a lot still to be decided, but super, super excited about it. Kev likes to play things close to the vest, so we never know. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Kev, did you, like, everything pointed to Chet and OKC, and was there a point, like, leading up where you just kind of, even though you wanted Chet by a hair, that you were just kind of like, it's probably, like, not going to be Chet regardless? Oh, yeah, I... I... As much as, bef- like, in the weeks leading up to the draft, I was like, oh, Chet was, you know, built for the Magic with, you know, the front office at mm-hmm. least. But, yeah, those last couple of weeks when, you know, Chet didn't get a true workout with us um, and then some other things. Um, and then ultimately just it sounded like he he wanted to be an OKC. All that added up. I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to be him. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm st- I still am super excited about him as a player, even though he's obviously not – in a magic uniform, I'm, I still like other guys in the NBA, you know. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see his future, but obviously super excited for Paolo. I like it. Back to just talking about the roster a little bit. You know, now that Kavon Harris has taken up that second two-way spot and they're not just kind of leaving that open, it seems like somebody's going to have to get waived at this point. You know, unless it's a, a Terrence Ross trade, you know, the, the roster itself is at 16, then the two-ways are 17 and 18, and then I already forgot his name. The gentleman from Wyoming. That Drake Jeffries. 10. Drake Jeffries. My goodness. I'm sorry, Drake. <laughs> He's at 19. So, like, we know that the couple of weeks leading up to the regular season, the roster is going to have to be trimmed quite a bit. Who do you who do you and think, you, Kevin, is is uh, getting the old axe? What were we going to say, Luke? No, I was just going to say that... Uh, and you can go to 20, correct? Like, you can go to 20, and then by the end of preseason, so it's got to be trimmed down. That's right. Yeah. So you're, you're going to be 
seeing players left and <laughs> left and right. Yeah. With the exhibit ten, obviously he probably unfortunately won't make it, you know, past training camp, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there as well. Like preseason is really the end of preseason is the cutoff for the magic to make the decision as to who was going to be waived, traded, whatever to make space. Right. Uh, to answer your question, Jonathan, I, I, if I were to guess, I think the the magic front office is positioning themselves right now for flexibility. I don't think they signed. Um, I don't think they, they signed Harris already knowing what their next step is. I think they signed Harris because they liked him. And now this gives them two months. What is this? July, August, September, you know, almost three months really. Um, to figure out the answer to your question. So whether that is a, a Terrence trade or waiving someone, um, in my mind, I think the two things on the table, and I'd love to hear from you guys, are either the Terrence trade or it's probably Devin Kennedy gets gets waived. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of who else on that roster. Based on the well, contracts that they have, um, those are my, my first two two reactions to your question, but I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of complicated now because I don't know how it works with filling both of the two-way spots. Like if they waive one of those guys, can we sign someone else to a two-way? Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone listening to this is going to let us know either on Twitter or in the YouTube comments, but that's just something that I'm not entirely clear on right now. So I could see an instance where, I mean, let's call it what it is. This team is in desperate need of shooting. Mm-hmm. Kavon Harris was a great shooter. Admiral Schofield, although I love him, I love what he brings to the team. We saw him, you know, in that whole kerfluffle last year in Charlotte, you know, to to kind of close the year, and you know, he got fined like half of his freaking yearly salary. <laughs> so I, I really like Admiral, but if the team is putting a premium on developing shooting, I could see Kavon Harris or Admiral Schofield being waived. Then you waive Devin Kennedy once he clears waivers. Yeah. You sign him to a two way spot again. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible given the rules of the two way in the collective bargaining agreement. But I think that is probably most likely. I think with Terrence, if they were going to trade him for a second-round pick, you could have done that at draft night. You could do that at any point. Yeah, for sure. They're going to wait until the deadline to see if a team gets desperate and gives us two second-round picks or a late first-round pick or a future first-round pick. I don't see Terrence being moved until at least the trade deadline. Yeah, there doesn't seem seem honestly much of a point to trading him. And that's what I said a few weeks ago. It was like, you already know what's on the table for Terrence right now. And there's nothing changing. Like this is the the dead of the off season for a lot of these teams. The only thing really going on right now is like the remaining free agents and Kevin Durant like that. That's it. So nothing's going to change before deadline. I, I definitely see that it will just, you know, like you said, go all the way to deadline with Terrence. So that's what I'm thinking. I mean, because prior to Harris getting signed to the two way to that second two way, the possibility was Kennedy gets waived and signed to that two-way contract. So that's interesting to me that they didn't do it. Like if there is that like premium on shoot, like if they really are considered, you know, worried about that, I would have thought that they just would, you know, do that. They would just waive, put them on the two-way and then fill that last spot with somebody else like, or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what they were going to like, there's nothing else that really that they can do now. Yeah, I also two other thoughts I have with that. Number one, when it comes to Terrence and being traded, I agree 100% from a basketball and our roster standpoint. Agree with what you said. The only thing I think that could accelerate a trade for Terrence is if he officially like comes to the front office and says, "Hey, I I think I want to move on now." Which is, you know, we've we've seen some conflicting comments from him over the course of the offseason. 
on his streams and other places. You know, earlier in the offseason, we had seen him talking about it's probably the end of his time there. It's a young movement, all that stuff. But lately, especially his most recent clip on his on his Twitch, he was fired up, fired up about what what's going on in Orlando. It sounded like he wanted to stay. Um, he has mentioned a couple other times that, you know, he's – he doesn't know what's going to happen to him this year. He's still just waiting to hear from his agent from the front office. He has no clue. So uh, I think if he were to come to the front office and say, you know what, I think I want to really push for, you know, for a ring this year, I think the front office would potentially try to um, to help him out with that. The other thing that I was going to mention um, was I wonder if, if the front office is also waiting to see um, our two injured guys and see – how they 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 look, you know, in the training camp and off season with Markel and with Jonathan Isaac, because I could see a situation in which we go into training camp and they're like Ji is going to be fine, and then it's it's a big body that gets waived, like a, a Schofield maybe, um, that that they go, you know what, I think Jonathan's good. So that's that's another thing that I think is is worth keeping out. And same thing with Markel, if they go into it like oh, I'm not sure if Markel is okay. Hopefully he's okay. He looked great at the end of the year last year. Maybe they choose to keep a guard instead. So I think those are some things that'll go, you know, through their mind. But all that to say, they've got all the flexibility in the world. They've got almost two months. No rush. Let's see how it all shakes out. All very good points. Yeah, and I think with that Terrence piece too, like the the Terrence piece, I think that it might just be known to both the Magic front office and Terrence. Like they've established that Terrence is cool with being traded. I mean, he literally said it on the Twitch stream. I don't think I'm going to be in Orlando next year, like early, early in the off season. You're not, you like there. I just have a hard time believing that Terrence hadn't already had that conversation with the front office and like knowing how tight lipped the front office is like he had to have known. Um, now, if there's anybody that's going to leak a secret of some sort, that's not been told to the front office yet, or like known to the public, it's Terrence Ross. So we saw it with the uh, city court that came out a couple years ago. He was the first one to leak it. Um, and so the magic were scrambling to pick up the pieces of that cause they wanted to be a different reveal. So that there is a possibility that maybe, you know, he hadn't talked to the front office and that's the first, the front office had heard like, Oh, Terrence doesn't think he's going to be here. Regardless that sentiment is known between both parties. And I just think it's at a point where like, there's no bad blood. They completely understand from either side. They have great reason to separate and they are just cool with whatever. And clearly Terrence is kind of just warming up you know that thing you do where like what seems inevitable like you just convince yourself that it's going to work out and like you're just going to be there terrence is just like fine like i i i see that like i didn't get traded draft night i'm probably here till at least deadline and who knows he plays well enough maybe it's beyond that like we haven't talked about that possibility either like if this team is above from like talent wise like if they are progressing well they're racking up wins and Terrence is his former self. He's re-energized like we've seen. There's a world where Terrence doesn't get traded at deadline. And there's a world where he just continues to play for the Magic. I don't think that we've talked about that enough either. Like mm. that, I, I think that that's possible. Maybe, like us, you know, we, we went into draft night. We're like, oh, Jabari, Jabari, or, or, or Chet. You know, now we've seen Summer League. We're like, all right, you know, it, it's Paolo. Terrence wants out. All of a sudden, Paolo walks in the door. He sees him hooping. He's like, <laughs> maybe I want to stay. Maybe I, maybe I want to stay. You know, I don't know. Maybe 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 Paolo is just kind of swaying everybody. Who knows? But yep. only time will tell. Just kind of have to be patient. Unfortunately, that's really the only answer that we have right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Some NBA news, and it's semi-relevant to the Orlando Magic, I guess. The Detroit Pistons are, are for this season at least, which I believe is their 65th season. Uh, they're bringing back like the old Detroit Pistons logo with the teal jerseys. They did like this whole reveal and everything like that. And then the very next day, the Orlando Magic decide, you know what, we're going to make a post like that too, but just basically people begging them to bring back the pinstripes and then posting like a photo of the pinstripes. And, you know, for what we understand right now, the magic and other teams are only able to bring back some of these retro logos in anniversary years for the team that are divisible by five. So 25th anniversary, 30th anniversary, 35th anniversary. Yeah. If you remember the 2018, 2019 season when they brought back the electric blue and white pinstripes, that was the team's 30th anniversary season. There have been some leaked jerseys, I guess you can say, floating around social media. And I guess reports are that we're not going to see that this season, but the following season, that would be the 35th anniversary season. So uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see on that front. But it's just like we, everything that we have heard tells us that that post was just a gigantic tease. And it's borderline cruel to do that to Magic fans, I think, especially when you add. <laughs> To it, the fact that today, you know, ESPN put out a, a graphic a couple of days ago when Detroit said they were going to bring back the logo and said, "What retro logo is the best?" And there was an other option, and the Magic quote tweeted that and said "other" and posted like the original Orlando Magic logo. First of all, that teal is incredible. There's people that hate it, and there's a but there's a lot of people that love it. And that I saw like 
stuff with like Jaden Ivey. I was like, dude, this this is so sick. That that jersey is so nasty, and that logo, I love it. So it's like for me, it's it, in terms of like throwback. That's not the magic. It's it's that, and it's the Vancouver Grizzlies for me, as well as like the old Raptors logo. Yeah. Those are like my my favorites. And it, but definitely it, it's Vancouver number one for me. But that Pistons uh, logo is is absolutely hanging around. That is such a good logo. Yeah, and just the teal itself, like it's so unique in the league, and it's just it's fire. Yeah, especially because it's teal and black. Remind- it reminded me of when, like, in terms of, like, uniqueness of color in the NBA, it reminded me of when uh, the Denver Nuggets had, like, the the like the sky blue, like, baby blue, blue, like, mellow, like, those, that era jersey, that powder blue. Yeah. Those are so, so nice. But in terms of the magic, uh, social media team, is they're as bored as we are. They're They're throwing stuff out there, and they're like, it's like the equivalent of, like, around deadline, like, players tweeting out emojis. I'm not putting any stock into it. I don't think you guys should. I don't think listeners should. I it is like we're just gonna have to wait our turn. I think eventually. I just feel like you know it, it can happen, but right now, I, I'm I'm untying myself from emotionally getting hurt. I'm just gonna enjoy the throwback of Detroit this year. I'm gonna honestly, I'll throw on a couple more Detroit games maybe than usual, solely so I can look at those jerseys. So we'll we'll see. I'll have those those nights circled. Yeah, us Magic fans, this is going to be an exercise of patience for us. You know, we're waiting for the anniversary year, not this season, but next season. Waiting for maybe something else in the long in the long run. But yeah, for now, uh, we'll stick with what we got. Um, as far as like the retros, uh, yeah, that Detroit, that teal, that black is fire. Um, let's see. I also love the if we're just talking about other non Magic jerseys. I like the the old mm-hmm. school Denver Nuggets one. I don't know if you remember those yep. two from like oh. way back seventies, maybe. Those like are the sick. rainbow mm-hmm. skyline. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, I also, of course, like the ones that you mentioned, those 90s ones, Grizzlies, Raptors, those are sick. So, um, But yeah, as yeah. far as magic stuff goes, I guess this can almost lead into a conversation of like what your favorite magic jersey ever is because mm-hmm. we've had some great ones. That's that's right. one of the cool things is uh, we, we watched a couple weeks, or maybe it was last week, um, Dwight Howard's interview uh knuckleheads knuckleheads Knuckleheads, yeah on the knuckleheads podcast which Mm -hmm. by the way every orlando magic fan should go listen to that it is two hours long i am not the guy to listen to two hours of content ever i don't have that attention span i listened to every second it was really i won't say really good it was really informative as a only backup as a podcast it was really good some stuff is magic fans you're gonna like some stuff is magic fans you're gonna get really angry so i just encourage everyone to go listen to it but my point is, maybe we, maybe, maybe we can talk about that in a second. Hold uh, the knuckleheads thought. Uh, All right, Jonathan, I see that face. But let's let's talk about it in a second, okay? okay I'm going to talk about the jerseys, okay. though. Sorry. My point with what I was saying with that was that you at, like they asked Dwight, and they've had other guys on the show, and they ask him, you know, rank you know their, their favorite jerseys that they've worn or whatever, and everyone loves the magic stuff, whether it's the throwbacks. Or, well, actually, whether the pinstripe throwbacks or the stars throwbacks, love them, so... Um, I guess yeah. Let's let's hear uh, Jonathan. Do you have like a favorite Magic jersey of all time? To me, it's it's the electric blue and white pinstripes, and specifically the yeah. one they wore in 2018, 2019. Just kind of a little bit tighter of a fit than it was in the 90s. It's you know the Nike cut. Anytime you throw the Nike logo on there, you know I, I'm I'm a big Nike fan. I like a lot of their stuff. So I don't know. I'm just very partial to that. For me, that is the best jersey that has ever existed in life. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, mine's the, the, the pinstripe, 
you know, electric blue as well. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the OGs just for the sake of it being the OGs. Um, you know, you 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 see obviously the guys like like Horace wearing that like with the Horace with like the blue the blue goggles that Matt like I love it. I have just enough that's like a very much I'm very partial to like those unique type bright colors. Obviously, as you can see in the trend of me liking the Nuggets jerseys and the Pistons jerseys, I you know I know a lot of people love you know the other pinstripe Magic jerseys, but that that blue one, I I love it for the sake of that too. Kevin, yeah. What what are where are you landing at? So yeah, obviously love the blue. Um, it's probably my favorite to see on the court. But as far as like what I would wear, I love the black. Like I also am partial to black anyway. I wear black every day. I'm I'm lame That's like true. that. But um. True. Yeah, I love the the old the OG black pinstripes, well, black jerseys, white pinstripes. Those are sick. Um, let me think. I want to give an underrated Magic jersey of all time. I'm trying to think which Ooh. one I want to pick. Um, I also, I guess, continue with the black trend. I love the Galaxy ones, the original Galaxy ones, uh-huh, not the second okay. ones. Yeah, so you're those talking were the 2017, 2018, like the first the ones, space edition, the first yeah. one where it was actually all over the jersey. The that second was one it was just on the side edition, panels. I think. Probably yeah. yeah, I think so. I loved those. Yeah, it is. yeah. those were sick. You know which ones? Um, oh, sorry, Kev. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the worst ones ever were the gray sleeved ones. I think those were awful, genuinely those were terrible. Very bad. Those were terrible. Yeah, those are very bad. You know, actually, the ones that I hate, like the only thing, the only redeeming quality about the gray sleeve jerseys is it just looked like a t-shirt. You know, if you put those on, it didn't look like you were wearing a jersey. You know which one I just absolutely cannot stand? Like, I hate with a burning passion. The black Mm -hmm. Adidas pinstripe ones with, like, the gray collar and the flared-out pinstripes. Are you talking about, like... Talking about uh, like, like the, the Oladipo era? era, the Oladipo like Andrew yeah. Nicholson. I oh, hate Oladipo those with one. a burning passion. Yeah, those look cheap. Yeah, you're yeah, talking about the great ones. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, I think we well, all because are... like when Go ahead. no, I was gonna say the flared pen stripes reminded me initially of like the NBA like Dwight on the NBA Live cover ones, like the with the flared out like they're they're not they don't go straight up and down right like they flare yeah. like that. So those are the ones I thought you were talking about. I you go go ahead with your thought, and then I've got one more no, jersey. Those like thought. didn't look that bad on Dwight. I thought because he was just so jacked. It, they were like, this is gonna sound mm-hmm. really sus, but they were like skin tight on him. Like he, right. they, they almost about, followed hey, his curves. You know, hey yo, oh, you oh, ain't I'm wrong, bro. Saying. You ain't wrong. But they talked saying. about it on the Knuckleheads podcast that that dude was built like a superhero, and that is a really accurate assessment. I was just gonna say that I think. Almost everyone is in agreement that the best three jerseys are whatever order it is, but the blue pinstripes, the black pinstripes, and the blue stars jerseys. Yep, we all agree okay. on that. I also love the white pinstripes. To be clear, That's oh, I it. love the white pinstripes too, but yeah. I just think those are the three best. It's not like a conversation. Can I can I throw in a uh, controversial opinion here? Sure. I. I don't like the star jerseys. Okay. Well, Luke, you had a really good run on this I, show, I bro. Just don't. It's, it's over. <laughs> it is over. You don't like People the blue stars, bro. Like, this it is, is incredible. iconic. And I'm like, dude, Kevin this is makes in me want to gag. I don't know why. I, all I'm going to say is I, you need to start liking them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just can't. Like, the. Uh, 
how many on one jersey i was just like it's not appealing to me what you want one star like, luke is that what like you want just like i don't i just don't want no because no i don't want the, the it just looks like they put a bunch of stars on a jersey and they lowered the opacity on some of them and darkened another one like i just don't like it anyway uh I was gonna. I want to give another piece here in terms of jerseys and ones that I don't like, and it's just in terms of a set of them, like the Dwight Howard, like, like maybe rookie year, the the blue, you know, road set and the white home set with just like the star on the collar. Oh yeah, I did, yeah. didn't like that one. So that, that that pair was awful. So yeah. that yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just feel like I'm glad. I mean. Going back to like the '90s and stuff, like they had so many jerseys in terms of alternates and stuff, and I'm hoping that like with these cities here recently and all of that, like welcoming retro, I'm hoping that we're just getting back to more jerseys. I know that it's probably just logistics of whatever, but I love just the fact of like you know, there's nothing better on a video game than going to a team and selecting your jersey when you have like a million to choose from. There's no better feeling than that, and I just want so many jerseys. It's such to get an overstatement. <laughs> There's no way that's your favorite you part mean? of playing a video game, Luke. Come on, dude. NCAA football, I loved it. Uh, NBA, I love it. Like I always, I'm like, okay, how do I change the jerseys? Luke, it's, Luke gets on there and changes parts. the jerseys, and like, oh, that was fun. Just turns it off. Yeah. Then you play the game. <laughs> no, I got to see how they look, oh, but okay. then I can get off. You know, I'll be off in like two minutes. Here's what I'd like to do, Jonathan. I want to hijack this show right now. All right. Go for it. I had to stop you when we were talking about knuckleheads because we needed to finish our Jersey talk. But I think we need to talk about this knuckleheads episode based yeah. on the facial expression that I saw on your face. Well, the thing that really bothered me <clears throat> is when he was being asked, you know, what do Richard Hito and Jameer mean to you? And he says, I'm just so hurt that we, we left each other. There was no, we left each other. You left the team. Okay. Sure, you know, Hito was was gone by that time and you know Richard was traded, but you are you, like specifically Jameer, you left Jameer. You know, I think he was kind of hinting at some things that he wasn't happy about some of the front office's decisions. I mean, you I just always go back to the 2009 Finals team. Yes, you can argue that the 2010 team was better, but the 2009 Finals team, you make it to the NBA Finals. And then you just decide to blow the team up because you lost to the Lakers, one of the greatest players that the game has ever seen, Kobe Bryant. I just would have loved to see them run that back one more year instead of making the trade for Vince Carter. I know that's going to be kind of an unpopular opinion, but it was just, and the other comment that he made that, oh, it just didn't seem like we wanted to win there. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you went to the NBA finals and you went to the Eastern conference finals and then you're and then you fell apart. That's that's yeah. what happened. Then your health started to deteriorate. It wasn't that they didn't want to win. They spent as much money as they had to. They tried to make a trade for a, a an aging superstar kind of at the end of his prime in, in Vince Carter. We were very much trying to win. And we've kind of talked about this privately, but we've all mostly forgiven Dwight Howard. We did a whole podcast on it a few months ago, but one thing that we would love to hear from Dwight is just a little bit of responsibility and taking accountability for the way that things ended. And that, that podcast told me we will never get that. I just, I, I, I want to add to this as well uh, in terms of just like 
didn't feel like they wanted to win, like you said, whatever that means. But also, do you guys remember like watching games growing up? I don't know if this made you guys as mad as it made me. I remember my mom got especially mad about this. Dwight was always laughing or smiling while playing like on the court. Like it, it just like even intense moments. I don't know if that was like his like defense mechanism to like high intensity situations. Like he just was all that's just him. Obviously, like we know Dwight is kind of like that. But that was just one thing I, I like to, you know, I, I think about sometimes where I'm like, Dwight was always just like smiling and laughing and like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it just makes me laugh when he's like, they just weren't, they didn't want to win. It's like, dude, there was times where I didn't know if you wanted to win. What are you talking about? But, uh, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, that was... Um, they there talked were a about couple, that in the podcast. Yeah, there were a couple couple strays, I think, I felt that were thrown towards the magic, towards uh, the team, towards the area, like Central Florida. Um, it was really cool because Q Rich is one of the hosts, obviously. And so he, you could tell there were certain times where um, he was... He was staying out of certain parts of conversations because he's he still works you know with the magic right now on TV. Um, like I also loved not Dwight necessarily uh, didn't talk about about it, but he was talking about Brian Hill because Brian Hill was Dwight's first coach. Yeah, and of course Q Rich now works with Brian Hill, and they talked about Dwight. Dwight uh, kind of talked about how intense he was and like he was tough to play for, but in a good way. It wasn't it wasn't bad. And then Q Rich was just like. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's intense. You know, I think the word he used or something like that. You know, he he doesn't mess around. I think is what it was. So stuff like that was kind he, of he fun. He called him. All... He's like the he's like the OG of the OGs. Right. But yeah. they they don't really spend a lot of like time on you know set or screen together. I'm sure maybe they're in like production meetings together, but I don't think they were ever appeared on the broadcast together last year. Maybe, maybe maybe sometime in the last couple of years, yeah, because they usually are alternates of each other, right? Like right, one's yeah, on it's usually off, Dante but... and and Coach Hill right, or Dante right. and right. And, uh, um, but a lot to say, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it's good for Magic fans to to check that out, just to get a little bit of context, a little bit of update from Dwight on where he is with things. You're not going to be happy with a lot of it, but um, but yeah. It, I, also, I'll just say that podcast in general is great. Like Quentin yeah. and Darius are all like they are. They're probably my favorite as far as like two former players there's a lot of them now that have their own shows but those two like especially darius is a really good interview like yeah. great questions really insightful really funny i, I just think it's I, I definitely recommend it and their chemistry is like unmatched like some of like yeah you know all the smoke you know steven jackson and matt barnes those guys are great together but q rich and darius miles have been friends for like i think like close to 30 years yeah. and they're ragging on each other and roasting each other the whole time just makes <laughs> yeah. it a lot of fun and I know you guys have already checked it out, but I went back and listened to the the road trip and podcast that they did at the Wind Studios Blue Wire. Shout out to Blue Wire uh, in Vegas, and they had Coach Mosley on. Basically, everybody came in for like like two seconds. I think they were having dinner, and as guys were coming into the restaurant, like, "Hey, like, get in here!" And it was Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac for like two seconds, Gary Harris, Markel Fultz. I think that was it. But if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out. We're still waiting for the Paolo Bancaro All the Smoke podcast to drop, at least on YouTube. I haven't checked Apple Podcasts, but I want to watch that. They released like the Darvin Ham one also, like a month ago or like a couple weeks one, ago. And we're still waiting on RJ's, right? RJ Hampton's appearance on uh, the the uh, Gilbert Arenas pod. Oh, no chill. 
Marshall, yep. Yeah. Yep. He did another I you're right. So. He did another right. podcast. I think it was like a House of Highlights podcast or something else that he did. But yeah, yeah, we're waiting on that too. Not everybody has a producer Kevin that's just like banging that's these episodes saying, out. What's going on with those guys? Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we covered quite a bit on this podcast, more than I I thought we were gonna. Any last thoughts? We got anything else? Uh nah. no. I, I think uh, I think we're good for you know us and 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 Mr. Snacks. Yep, Jason. I, yeah, Snacks. I, I. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I haven't been on in a while, so I'll just say I'm super excited for September. We get to see the the Wagner Bros. Then into training camp, into preseason. But until then, you know, hopefully, hopefully, get some good stories here and there to talk about. But lots of lots of fun this summer for sure. Before you guys leave us, uh, vote or vote.orlandoweekly.com to vote us for best local podcast. You can find us under the local notable section and then the best local podcast, the six man show. Go ahead and throw us a vote. If you've already voted. Thank you so much. You can only vote once. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get us in trouble. Um, yeah, we got a couple of weeks to see what happens with that. So pretty excited. Um, but beyond that, uh, for Kevin Tucker, Jason Schnacks, Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the six man show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Jimmy's mom. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.